What is good, all of our listeners and viewers? Welcome back to another episode of Games and Groceries. My name is Adam. And I'm Liz. And we got these color lights on Prime Day. Woo! We're here with episode 120, where we're going to be talking about this multiplayer actually matter in video games. But first, we've got some segments for you. Yes, we do. So, well, good. You didn't turn the pineapples on. No! You ruined everything. I got new toys in terms of... Uh, colored lights i forgot about our old toys the pineapple lights yeah yeah but here we are everybody here we are yeah i was going through prime day and i said oh what do we actually need like this prime day was kind of weak yeah a little but you know i was like oh you know what a little pop of color but yeah. it was 10 bucks so yeah. i was like why not so i got a vacuum we got a cordless vacuum i got a tea kettle yeah and, and now i don't need to buy that for you for christmas like yeah and now colored lights. Colored lights. And we got lights for the TV, like our In regular our living room. life TV. Yeah, life TV. Yeah. My goodness. <laughs> uh, yeah, Prime Day was pretty weak. But, you know, take your wins when you got them. So, uh, but yeah, Liz, how you doing? I'm good. I got out of work early. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Not much happened at work. It was dead. Every, every time I entered the phone, no one else was on the other end. Yeah. Except for one time, it was a salesperson. Oh, yeah. True. So that, that doesn't mean. doesn't count either. It was a female. Uh, Is your name Ellie? Don't. Uh, listen, I can be whoever I want to be. <laughs> but let's get the show started. What do you think? Yeah, I guess. Cool. If you want to hear us talk some more, just a little bit of like here and back and forth, blah, blah, blah. Uh, banter. Banter. Uh, check out our other podcast, What's the Biz? It's literally just anything. Uh, we talk about anything. We can take questions from you guys. So it's What's the Biz? Check it out if you're in a chill mood. But we're on social media. We're on Twitter at Gaming Groceries, or you can follow us individually. I'm at Ace the Grocer. And I'm at Journey First. You can also follow us on Instagram, Games and Groceries, all one word, where you can see some behind the scenes photos, some questions I'll ask about you know, this particular podcast. You know, you can get in on the conversation, maybe some memes if I feel like it. But yeah, uh, follow us on Instagram. Uh, check us out on Facebook. I post videos there too. So <laughs> cool. Uh, website. We got a website, gamesandgroceries.com, where you can listen to all the podcasts from the website, as well as you can find out where you can listen to the audio versions of the podcast, as well as some articles I've written in the past. Woo, you did it. I did it this so time. So proud of you. Thank you. High five. And if you're watching this on YouTube, hi, how you doing? Uh, you considering cl clicking that subscribe button? That would be cool of you. That would be That'd be great. Uh, <laughs> definitely consider hitting that subscribe and a notification bell so that you know when all these podcasts come out, as well as my weekly coffee games videos that uh, I post weekly. And uh, yeah, with yeah, and uh, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, link in the description down below. Uh, I think we can get started with our first segment. What do you what, what, what do you think? I agree. Cool. Let's just get started with our first segment. Movie Minutes. Movie Minutes is a segment that we talk about the movies that we watched in the past week, whether it be on Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, not really in theaters at this point in time, and we like to give you a review and give you a recommendation or not a recommendation. Here on the Games of Groceries podcast, we have a five-point system here. We've got Avoid at All Costs, Pass, Enjoyable, Solid, and Perfect for Us. So this week's movie is actually coming from Hulu. It's a 2019 horror movie because, hey, we're in Spooktober, everybody. Mm -hmm. Wow. And this is something we both wanted to see. And 
We didn't mm-hmm. really want to go see it in theaters because we were like, eh, on it. Yeah. And uh, it's it's now available on Hulu. It's called uh, Child's Play. Woo-hoo! It's the uh, 2019 uh, remake. It's a reboot. It is. Um, oh, they say it. They have it written right in the beginning. It is um, a. Whatever oh, it is. Man, I can't remember the word. No, I Who need cares? to. Who I do. We'll oh. Find out later. Child's Play. Woo. It's uh, it's uh, it's also like that the whole reboot thing of the old Child's Play. And uh, Lizzie, opening thoughts. Reimagining. Reimagining. Go. So I never saw the original Child's Play, so I had no idea what I was going into other than a doll kills people. Yes. That's all I knew. Um, and now I feel like I should watch the first one because mm-hmm. they, it was a reimagining. It was in modern times. Yes. And I know this is not how the original story went. Yeah. So I now want to see the original, which I do think is on prime. I think so. So I get to do, I might do that this weekend. Maybe we'll see. Mm-hmm. Probably not. But I do want to see the original now that I've seen this one. Um, this one was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it has Aubrey Plaza. Yes. Love and almost anything with Aubrey Plaza in it. Of course. She's great. Um, really weird seeing her as a mom. Well, like even they, they make a comment. The trailer, yeah. They make a comment on that. Yeah. Yes, they do. But mm-hmm. I, it wasn't even her age. It was just seeing her play that character. Yeah. But it didn't seem off. She did it very well. Oh, yeah. She did it very well. Um, it was just very strange mm-hmm. to see her not play April. Um, cause I think it's the only like big thing I've seen her in, but anyway, um, very good story. Of course. I mean, it's the same. That's why they reimagined it, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I don't know. It was, like I said, I didn't know what I was really getting into. Um, when you checked the time at one point, it was, had only been 30 minutes. Well, that's my first note. I thought it had been like an hour. Yeah. So that was weird. Yeah. Let's discuss this real quick. Yeah. Let's go into my first note because, uh, I do say that the setup for this movie it's very comedic and bright. Mm-hmm. Like it's very like bright, uplifting, funny, uplifting. I'm like, wait, funny. when does it get scary? And that's the thing; it doesn't get you feeling unsettled for a yeah. while. And that's the thing: a movie like this needs to have you. It's fine to have a funny moment because it does yeah. represent horror movies. Can represent like there are good times before the bad. Like you need to oh, remember yeah. that. Uh, it's it's it, it was a lot better before this all happened. But at the same time, yeah. it gets you a long time yeah. before you start feeling, ooh, and before something's you start not right. Before you feeling like something bad going to happen. Exactly. But it's very comedic. And especially since this is a reimagining, we know what happens. Yeah. Everyone knows what happens. So anytime there was like a sentence and I'm like, oh, that's going to happen. And then it didn't. I'm like, all right, so when is it going to happen? Yeah. So it takes a while mm-hmm. for you to get spooked. And and this is a Spooktober yeah. movie, so it's this, it's a little bit off. I don't my goal by the end of this, you know, thing that we're doing with the horror movies, that at one point we'll get to a movie that actually scares me. Yes. Um. Now, now let's talk about the spooks here because mm-hmm. we are in Spooktober. Does this movie spook? Uh. Now, when it does get to the spooks, uh, I'm gonna stop. I I promise <laughs> you, I will stop. Uh. When it does get to this the more uh, unsettling parts, yeah. It does pick up after maybe half an hour. I would yeah. say like 30 to 40 minutes, it does start to pick up. It's an hour yeah. and a half movie, by the way. Yeah. And after half an hour, it does. And it does get slightly unsettling. Mm-hmm. Like it does feel slightly unsettling, but 
it's coming from us. We don't really scare easily in movies. Yeah. Nothing really put me on edge. Yeah, nothing. It was for me. It was I saw it more as a gory film than I than a scary film. Yeah, I can understand the Which concept like the first might, movie. S- might scare people. Like, I'm never going to buy a doll that comes out like this. Mm-hmm. Never going to happen because of this. But other than that, I didn't feel like scared afterwards. I didn't feel like I needed like a quick like refresher. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, a half hour. Like, I didn't feel like I couldn't go to sleep after it. Yeah, I, I really uh, there was one movie. I will recommend this. I don't know where it is. Uh, Devil. Uh, it's it takes place in an elevator that oh, that unsettled me. But this one, there's and it's just, you know, it's just gore. Like you said, yeah. uh, child's play. It, it doesn't really put me on edge ever. Like the conjuring made me scared of the dark. Yes. Like that's what I want from a movie. But this one was just really focused on how much gore it yeah. could bring. And it was only a couple scenes that was gory. Yeah. Uh, let's go into my last note. Overall, it did have its scares. It did. It was one mm-hmm. of those things that uh, it did do its job in terms of spooky movie. But this is a nice spooktober marathon movie. Like this is it within a collection of movies. Yes. And it's like let's do this, 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 and like you're you're playing out movies for a whole night of of uh, scary movies. Mm-hmm. This is one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. But when, I wouldn't say like yeah. this. Like we watch Child's Play. When you want scary movies, but you want something on the lighter side in the middle of the binge. Yeah. Exactly. That's good. This is it. Yeah. Uh, that's why I would say I would put this like put it in a marathon, but don't watch it by itself. Yeah. Uh, but let's go into our final ratings of this movie as a movie in of itself. Again, going over our five point scale, it's avoid at all costs, pass, enjoyable, solid, and perfect for us. Uh, what did you give it in that five point system? I gave it an enjoyable. Yeah. Mostly because I did enjoy it. And it was very, it felt very strange that they made an hour and a half movie feel like it was two hours. Yep. <laughs> um, I don't know whether that's a good or bad thing. So take that as you will. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I mean, I enjoyed it. I don't think I'd watch it again. Yeah. It made me want to watch the beginning. Like, I don't know. Like, I just, I don't know. I just, just think, you know, I enjoyed it. If you were interested in watching it, watch it. But if you've seen the original, I'm going to say you're probably not going to like it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, it was, I, maybe that's why I gave it what I gave it. Cause it you're did. judging it in an entirely different way than I did. Yeah. Um, I gave it a pass. Now the yeah. di- now the difference between pass and avoid at all costs in our five point system, avoid at all costs is like don't, don't even bother. think about watching this movie. Pass is a movie that if it's on, sure, but I, I wouldn't waste your time on it. Like yeah. if if it's on, yeah, go for it, but I wouldn't recommend it. And it's an hour and a half movie, which is why I gave it you know pass. Just yeah, don't don't even bother. Uh, but yeah, it's on Hulu. And so if you're browsing Hulu, you're looking for mm-hmm. a good marathon movie, put it in your binge watch, but yeah, and uh, overall just pass yeah. on this. Yeah, I, My enjoyable is like barely an enjoyable. It's more like a higher end of pass almost. If like you I'm do right, watch it, you I'm will enjoy right it. right between. Yeah. Like yeah. if you do go for it, like it's good. It's not a waste of time. Mm-hmm. So that, that's our recommendations for yeah. child's play. Put it in a spooktober marathon, but by itself, it doesn't really have a lot of power to it. Mm-hmm. But Aubrey Plaza nailed it. Yes. So that's our review of Child's Play. Again, it's available on Hulu. Uh, it's the 2019 reimagining. Go check it out for yourself if you're interested. 
I say, eh, pass. But Liz says, if you do watch it, you will enjoy it. So take that as you will. But it's time to talk about video games. What it's do you think? Time. It's time. Let's do time. it. Let's do it. Let's go into our second segment. Top three gaming news. The top three gaming news is the gaming news that we saw in the past week. And we like to rank it three, two, one, just to give you a condensed version of what's going on in the gaming industry. All right. What, All right. What's going on, Business Twins? How are you doing? You doing good? I'm going to leave. Oh, God. Help. But uh, <laughs> we're here with the top three gaming news. Uh, we got... So it's not really groundbreaking news this week, mm-hmm. but I've got three pieces of gaming news that's more interesting, uh, more of a discussion point. But yeah, uh, let's just jump into the number three gaming news, which is about NBA 2K. Oh, everybody. Also, PlayStation 5. Yeah. There's that. So uh, a report came out. Well, not just a report, but a whole uh, list uh, given by the 2K developers. Uh, saying what they're going to be fixing, what's what's to look forward to, the next-gen versions of 2K21. And one of them has everything to do with the DualSense controllers. Now, I bring this up not just for the sense of 2K, but what the DualSense controller will be able to do. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. Uh, they, they put this out to say that the DualSense will actually resist, like the adaptive triggers will resist if your player is exhausted and if you're trying to sprint with your uh my player or whoever if that player is exhausted you're going to feel resistance Mm -hmm. on the trigger now let me read this quote uh from the article which all the articles are linked down below uh which states additionally there will be different levels of resistance when you use l2 in the post uh I'll I'll explain what the post is if you don't know basketball. Uh, In the post, for example, a player with a strong stats in the post will cause you to feel a little resistance on the L2 when backing into weaker players in the post. But on the flip side, you'll get a ton of resistance of L2 if you're backing up against a strong post defender. Mm -hmm. So the post pretty much means in the paint, you're trying to post up. Uh, and, and you're trying to put your back against a player and just kind of push them forward mm-hmm. so that you can to get, get them cl- out of their way. Yeah, to, to get closer to the basket. Yeah. So posting up. So what it's saying is that if you're trying to do that with L2, mm-hmm. right, you're going to feel resistance or not so much resistance depending yeah. on the stat points, the yeah. stat points of the defender that's in front of you. Yeah. So that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, like I said, also the triggers will be a little resistant if your player's tired. Uh, and what's really cool is that this is a third party game. Yeah. And what did I say before is that, you know, expect only first parties to really take advantage of dual sense. I don't think it's going to be really third party, but this is so third party. That's is, this is a sports game. Mm-hmm. Like, like that's, they found a way to like use yeah. this. Yeah. A I love third it. party sports game. I don't even play this game and I'm excited. Yeah. It's really cool. And now. They're saying, uh, oh, it's to get you more immersed into the uh, 2K series. Now, Agent Zero Zero, he made a good point mm-hmm. uh, saying that, uh, you know, immersion in a game, right? It, it takes it back to 2K14 where you could cl- uh, link up the iToy and the PlayStation. And if you curse and the iToy or anything like picks it up, you'll actually get a technical foul. Huh. That's uh, hilarious. It didn't really work well. A lot of people found it annoying. Well, it was 2014. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, so 2K14 was, eh, it was, it was past. But uh, so that's what he said. Like when he hears immersion in mm-hmm. a sports game, it could be annoying. 
But me, I'm just excited in the terms of what the DualSense can do for yeah. third-party developers. Like, this kind of shows me that like even in games that like I play, like the storyline games, like mm-hmm. you'll be able to feel when they get fatigued. Like I was trying to think of other ways that you could use these DualSense, yeah. and they came up with those ways. It's yeah, you know, feeling the making making it more complicated to do things mm-hmm. like yes typically when you have like in the games that i play if your character is exhausted they run slower or yeah. they just stop running overall yeah but like this will like you'll feel that exactly and that's super cool and makes me super excited so yeah that's that's what really excites me about this is that it's actually going to be uh utilized by mm-hmm. third-party developers so really really cool yeah so let's move on to our <laughs> uh, super cool. Bye. Super cool. Moving on. But yeah, uh, super cool. But let's move on to the number two gaming news. And this is okay. another interesting one yeah. coming from Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Now, what we do know about Assassin's Creed Valhalla is that the main character, Ivor, can be either male or female. Uh, much like Assassin's Creed Odyssey, where you could choose between uh, Cassandra and Alexios. Yeah, Alexios. Uh, you could choose between these two, but now you'll have either male Ivar or female Ivar. Uh, Ivor, sorry, Ivor. Now, uh, it has come to state that there will be three selections in Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Uh, one will be, you know, play as male uh, the entire game, play as the female the entire game. Or there's a third option that says, let the animus decide. And a lot of people were confused by that. Now, before I go forward, I want to read this uh, little Twitter reply from our good boy, Darby McDevitt, who will never come on the show because he's too good enough. You know, he's not he we're, we're, we're not good enough for Darby. Goodness gracious. But maybe someday. But uh, Twitter user uh, at Darks Angels 46 says uh, to Darby saying, what does this mean exactly? Does this mean that the female Ivor is the official canon version or question mark? Darby McDevitt replies with, it means let the animus decide is canon. And both characters will appear at various points when you choose this option. So both are canon. So now moving forward, what let the animus decide is you will play as both male and female in various points throughout the game it's going mm-hmm. to switch between male and female and what darby's saying is that this is the canon version yeah so neither the male nor the female are canon but let the animus decide is canon now what's really exciting is that he's acknowledging it as animus and i'm really excited to see what he's going to be doing with it uh is this going to be an actual animus or one of those things i forget it anyways but uh yeah it's just really interesting to see that and here's the here's the best thing about this. Darby McDevitt is a respected Assassin's Creed writer. Mm-hmm. He's written the stories for Black Flag, Assassin's Creed Bloodlines, Assassin's Creed uh, Revelations. Yeah. Another one I can't remember. But uh, I, I respect him for this. He's not doing this just to please audiences. But yeah. this seems so convoluted, though. But what do you think? I think it's interesting. I think I would get confused. Yeah. But, yeah. But Darby is... Uh, amazing yes it is what it is but yeah uh super exciting and now we did get official word that oh no oh that was louder than goodness that was louder Adam, than i wanted that's disgusting. i'm sorry burp gang um, oh goodness gracious 
but Valhalla has gone gold. There's no more delays to this game. It's it's coming out when it comes out November 10th. I think it comes out November Sounds 10th. Right. Oh, that's soon. That is very soon. And uh, yeah, so we'll be seeing what the story uh, is unfolding. Darby is uh, a writing uh, genius. And so we'll see what, what this does. I have like three and a half weeks to play all the Assassin's Creed's. Get on it. That's not going to happen. No, it's not going to. I knew when you said that you wanted to play all of them. Listen, COVID hit and that changed everything. Well, yeah, my uh, my backlog list, my my uh, <laughs> what was it? New Year's resolution. And I promised on this podcast, I'm going to yeah. go through this list. And this that is, list is still on my phone. I haven't yeah. done any of it. Yeah, I've done some of them, but I've I was just like, oh, oh. <laughs> COVID, I need comfort. Yeah. But I played a lot of games. Maybe next year. Yeah. Or when we're doing this full time and I have time. Maybe. Yeah. Let's go on to our number one gaming news. Okay. What do you think? Okay. Let's talk about the Xbox Bethesda deal. Okay. So, again, final one. This is the number one gaming news, and this is probably the most interesting out mm-hmm. of the bunch. Uh, Phil Spencer has now confirmed that it does not need to make Bethesda games multi-platform to make its money back. Yeah. And the reason why is super interesting and super terrifying all at the same <laughs> time. Uh, so, <clears throat> uh, a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago, we had this news drop that on a Monday morning after I filmed coffee games yeah, and I wanted to refilm coffee games. So I was like, ah, oh, it's too soon. Blah, 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 blah. But uh, we got news that Microsoft is in the process of acquiring ZeniMax. It's not going to be done until June, something like mid-June. But Microsoft is acquiring uh, ZeniMax, which means that Xbox is now part, you know, Bethesda is now part of the Xbox team. And with this, this was a $7.5 billion deal which is a lot more than what Disney spent to get Star Wars. Yeah. Put that in mind. So that's a lot of change, a lot of, a lot of cheddar, will you? <laughs> so if you're lactose intolerant, don't go near this deal. Now, <laughs> but now, okay, settle down, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so this is a big amount of change, and uh, everybody's questioning, are you going to be putting on PlayStation, or are you going to be keeping it for yourself? How are you going to get your money back here? Uh, to which then Phil Spencer, this is on an interview in Kotaku, uh, a Screen Rants article is linked down below because this is just talking about the specific quote. But uh, yeah, Xbox uh, Phil Spencer says this. Uh, it's a longer quote, but hear me out. Or he'll hear Phil out. I don't want to be flip about it. This deal was not done to take away games uh, from another player base like that. Nowhere in the documentation that we put together was, how do we keep other players from playing these games? We want more people to be playing. uh, We want more people to be able to play games, not fewer people to be able to go play games. But I'll also say in the model, I'm just answering directly to the question that you had. When I think about where people are going to be playing and the number of devices that we had, and we have xCloud and PC and Game Pass and our console base, I don't have to go and ship those games on any other platform than the platforms that we support in order to make that kind of deal work for us, whatever that means. So what's interesting and terrifying about that is that one, okay, one thing we can uh, take from that, uh, Phil Spencer said, listen, I'm not about 
taking away games from people. Mm-hmm. If we're going to put in PlayStation 5, we'll put in PlayStation 5. There's nothing yeah. that we want to say like, I hate gamers. Yeah. So there's that. He's pro-gamer with it. Mm-hmm. Two, he's answering the question, uh, hey, does this mean that it will be exclusive? Uh, Well, no, we don't have to because guess yeah. what? We're on your phones with xCloud. We're on your PCs and we're on Game Pass, mm-hmm. which means we're on your console base. So there's... Mm-hmm. There's three things. They're on your phones, yeah. your PC, your consoles. Yeah. And that's the first time I thought about it. I'm like, mm-hmm. they are, like what you were saying, they're their own multi-platform. Yeah. yeah, they don't. Basically, what he's saying is that they don't even need to worry about marketing to PlayStation gamers mm-hmm. because they'll still make the money just on the platforms that they offer. Yeah. So he's like, we don't, we will. We don't need to. Yeah. But they, we will. So it's cool to see that, like, if it does end up on PlayStation, it's not to make their money back, but it it's is out m- of the kindness of their hearts. It really is, <laughs> which is so terrifying to think about. We're only giving this to you, PlayStation, because we're so generous. But that is very good marketing because it's saying that Xbox is pro gamer. It They're always has pro been. customer. Well, I shouldn't say always has been. I'm sorry. Uh, we'll talk about it another day. Okay. Okay, viewer. Shut up. Anyways, listener. Listener and watcher. There you I, go. I, I'm, I'm looking at you. Shut up. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so mm-hmm. I don't remember what I was saying now. Well, that's the thing is that Phil Spencer, I should say, has always been pro yes. gamer. He's always been against uh, uh, exclusivity. Yeah, they, they always want to do cross platform, but it's yeah. PlayStation who usually stops that from happening. Mm-hmm. Especially Jim Ryan now. He's not a big fan of it. But uh, oh. I got him. Shut up phone anyways but yeah so it's really cool and really interesting to see this uh pan out Mm -hmm. and like like phil spencer said we don't have to but we're we're going to put it on playstation he said that it's going to be a case-by-case basis but it's really interesting that he's saying that yeah we're going to but understand this we don't have to to make this deal work yeah and that's terrifying but so cool, yeah. especially if you're an Xbox boy. Hey. I swear one day I'm just going to compile every time you ever said that you're an Xbox boy. Please do. I want to, but every time I'm doing a video, it's like way too much time to attempt to attempt that. I have to go through every video we've ever done. Challenge to the internet. Bye-bye. <laughs> yeah, if you guys could do it for me. That'd be great. That'd be awesome. I'll compile it. Yeah. If you can just send me the clips. My goodness. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's the top three gaming news. Uh, number three was uh, NBA 2K is taking over DualSense controllers. Is this a good thing? Do you think that more third-party uh, developers are going to be utilizing the DualSense? Because like I said, a sports game is doing it. So that does, does that mean that everybody's going to be doing it? Write your thoughts in the comments down below. Number two, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. It's going to be both male and female. Let the animus decide. What do you think this is? Do you think Darby McDevitt is a writing genius? Uh, if you say otherwise, I will uh, uh, kick you. And uh, number one, Phil Spencer says that he doesn't need to be multi-platform to make this deal work. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think he's lying or do you think he's being sincere about this? Write your thoughts in the comments down below. So with all that said and done, what do you think? Uh, should we move on to the uh, final segments? Yes. Yeah, it's cool. You, you want to you wanna lead us to it? Me? You. Okay. Let's go. So let's move on to our final segment. Coffee Talk. 
every single week here on the Games and Groceries podcast, we'd like to bring up a little gaming discussion here, whether it be about female gamers or game preservation. We like to discuss everything and all things, uh, whether it be with just me and you or with a guest as well. So it's talkie time. Uh, it's just us this week and mm-hmm. pro- uh, not probably. I already booked our next guest. So uh, next week we're going to be uh, discussing with a guest. But this week, just me and you. Oh. So this week we're talking about the importance of multiplayer in games. So uh, first, let's get started. That in 2020, I I just want to set this conversation up. Uh, Multiplayer has always been a thing. Not Mm -hmm. always been a thing in gaming, but uh, since the Dreamcast Dreamcast started doing uh, uh, online gaming. We're not going to get into retro gaming history right here because, no. yeah, I only know a little bit about the history yeah. of online gaming. But let's start it with this year, 2020. It, many, so many in-person mm-hmm. interactions have been just cut off, limited. And I, I just feel as an extrovert that I'm just uh, kind of torn away from people. Mm-hmm. You, on the other hand, you're fine. But do yeah. you feel yourself like being torn away from in-person interactions? No. No. I mostly missed when the like when the stores were closed. Yeah. Or yeah, when they were closed. That's more of what I missed. Like yeah. I missed being able to go out. Like I very rarely feel the need to go out, but like I like to go browse stores as long as no one talks to me. Jeez. So and I realized today. Yeah. That the whole six feet apart thing really works for me because mm-hmm. I'm very personal bubble person. Yeah. And I was in line today and i was in i was on the six foot line away from the register mm-hmm. and i was like this is how far i would have stood away anyway yes <laughs> i'm like this is working for me this keeps people away from me so i guess you could say that there's two types of people that are interacting <laughs> with this because i'm very much a friendly person honestly just I'm uh, friendly well no 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 friendly as in like i will talk to anybody i've given three strangers my phone number before you're a talker. I am very much a talker. They're like, can I get your phone number? Yeah, sure. You're like, here, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. But yeah, it, here's the thing. It's just, I love people interaction. Uh, talk to me on Twitter, Instagram. Just DM on Instagram. I will talk back to you. Oh, uh, I'll talk on social media. I yeah. have time to think about it. Jeez. But um, the in-person interactions have been very limited, and it just makes me feel like I, it's very much harder mm-hmm. to make friends or even just interact with people yeah. in 2020. Now, this is a good thing because there is a pandemic going on. So yes. it's not to say that like, oh, man, I wish I could make more friends. But it's discouraged right now. It's very much discouraged because, you know, there is a pandemic going on. Yes. Uh, now, with these limited in-person interactions, multiplayer is probably the perfect thing to be really uprising mm-hmm. in this. And now video games have been on the rise in, since quarantine. Both single player and multiplayer yeah. usage. Yeah. Uh, there have been reports that online use has been, you know, on the uprise in 2020. Mm-hmm. And I think this is important because it is a perfect way to have an in-person interaction without actually having interaction. Yeah. So what is your experience? I'm, I'm just curious. What is your experience in multiplayer? Have you ever played multiplayer before? Only couch co-op. And that counts for a multiplayer. And we yeah. will discuss that a little bit. But yeah, growing up, that's since I had two sisters. Yeah, that's pretty much the almost the only games we had. Yeah. Um, outside of like Animal Crossing and Sims, like, but most of our games were multiplayer games. Yeah. Um, weren't needed multiplayer, of course, because they always had computers. Mm-hmm. But they did offer multiplayer, so I played a lot of like racing games and mm-hmm. Ready to Rumble and 
You um, loved Ready to Rumble. I loved Ready to Rumble. Um, but yeah, so I have, I've played a ton. I've only played a handful with you, though. Not yeah. a handful. I think just two. Yeah, you played Halo with me. Oh, three. Three. Because we did Halo, mm-hmm. um, the um, one with the two guys. Oh, 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 oh um, Escape. Uh, well, oh, no. Oh, oh, man. Now that can, one. Yeah. Um, we've talked about it. I don't remember the name of it, though. I can never remember the name of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that um, kitchen one that oh, overcooked anxiety. Yeah. But even with that one, like uh, when we played the uh, Escape from Prison game. Oh, man. No. I'll look it up. Yeah, but escape, uh, the Escape from Prison game, it, it was just nice to have that interaction with you and just doing an activity with you. Yeah. And we really enjoyed our time with that. It, yeah, it that was awesome. And that's the thing. Because that mo- it wasn't just like me watching you. It wasn't like when we switched off in Life is Strange or when we both played Life is Strange together. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like us making the decisions together. It's like I had a character and you had a character and they both interacted in the game and that was really cool. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the thing is that it, it actually takes a lot of good activity, a lot of teamwork. And this is just important with the terms of limited in-person interactions because now we have better online services. Now, not everybody has a better online service anymore. There are some states. A way out. A way You want to know what description I wrote in Google to get that? How? I said, video game escaping from prison, two guys. And it was the first thing that popped wow. up. Jeez. <laughs> A way out. Uh, yeah, and that's the thing is that there is a lack of couch co-op, but it's it's fine, and especially in 2020, I I'm actually very much enjoying that there's more online games mm-hmm. nowadays. Like multiplayer is really taking forward into 2020, especially yeah. this generation. There's a lot more multiplayer games or games that actually utilize multiplayer. And before, I'm just <laughs> not a huge fan of multiplayer, mm-hmm. but this year it's just like. It's my bread and butter. Yeah. Do you know how much multiplayer Tony Hawk I've been playing? No, I do not. I've been decimating people at Tony Hawk. But you haven't been doing like your chatting. Well, that's because you're editing. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you can still play with your friends. I can? Yeah. Oh, good to know. You used to do it all the time. Yeah, but like now we're closer when you're editing. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, closer. You do tend to yell. Yeah, I do. I yell a lot. Um, <laughs> no, you don't yell. You just talk very loudly. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing is that uh, I, I love how in 2020 we can still interact with people with yeah. multiplayer. Yeah. But even more moving forward with that, I think games do bring a lot of uh, friendships, memories. Uh, like I said, teamwork base. Mm-hmm. It, it's something that you can do on an adventure. You can go on a same mission with yeah. with another person. And you're still spending time with another person. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, you said that you played a lot of multiplayer when you were a kid uh, and you have two other sisters. Yeah. So do you, do you feel like you spent a good amount of time with your sisters doing multiplayer games? Um, Not too much. My sisters played a lot of Super Monkey Ball together. Mm-hmm. I, for some reason, really hated that game. Yeah, like, you've said it so many times and people hate passion. you for it. Yeah. Sorry. I don't know why. I don't know what it is about it. I just didn't like it growing up. I might have changed my mind. Maybe it was just because I was bad at it. Yeah. Who knows? That's probably likely, though. Um, I I don't really remember too much. I remember my sister had a racing game, but it wasn't cars. It was like spaceships. Mm-hmm. Um, but she had that, and we played that a lot together. Um, Did you have an F-Zero game? Wait. 
Do you have an F zero? Wait. Okay. After the spike is, I gotta look. Okay. Yeah. Uh, continue. Okay. Yeah. I know. Yeah. We do have it in there. What? What? I don't know what game it is. I'm just saying whatever game I'm talking about is in our bedroom. Okay. Uh. You want to go look? I'll go. No. I'll just keep talking. No. Keep talking. I'll be here. Do you want me to go get it and nope. you can keep talking? No. No. Keep okay. talking. Okay. Um. So, but yeah, and like I said, ready to rumble, but very rarely did my sisters play that with me. I think occasionally they would. Um, I played a lot of multiplayer games with Elena. Me and Lane used to play Sims 2 for the GameCube together mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. Um, so there was that. But yeah, I know I have a ton, but I don't remember like how often we played them. But I do. I mean, they were all multiplayer games and I did play multiplayer with them occasionally. Yeah. And we had Super Mario Kart, of course. Why do you think me and you kind of put off multiplayer games? Uh, because we're huge supporters of story games. Yeah. I feel like this podcast is an unofficial Life is Strange podcast. Yeah. Uh, honestly, because at this point, everybody comes to our Life is Strange talks. Yeah. But So we're huge supporters of single-player games, story-driven games. So why do you think that me and you kind of put off multiplayer games a lot? What do you mean put off? Like, we kind of ignore it. I think you yeah. don't like multiplayer games. I yeah, I'm I, on the likelier side of playing a multiplayer game, but you kind of put it off a little bit. I don't. I think I it's that part that doesn't want to depend on someone else to get through the game. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, okay. Like I was fine with a way out mm-hmm. because it. I think because it was a story. Yeah. But when it's like a skill based game, mm-hmm. it's like one. I don't. Not that I'm a sore loser. It's that I don't like to feel bad about myself. Yeah. And when I lose to someone horrifically, I feel bad about myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's the thing. It slowly just turned into a mental health podcast. <laughs> but yeah, so I guess that it's like I don't want to lose, but not in a way that I'm a sore loser. Like, I don't care that I lose. It's just that I'm like, oh, I'm not as good as I thought I was. Yeah. Like, it's mostly if I lose horrifically. Well, that's how I've been with Tony Hawk is that there there will be like three rounds where I'll be just like at first place. Like just the other day when you were yeah. editing, I got first place in three different rounds mm-hmm. and then slowly but surely I got more tired and then I just dropped in the ranks. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm not good. I'm not as good as I thought I was. Dang it. Yeah. But, and- but by the way, uh, if you want to fight me on Tony Hawk, come at me. I will decimate you. Anyways. And trying to keep up like if I'm doing good, it's like. I get anxiety. Yeah. This is so, I feel so pathetic saying that I, how I get this level of anxiety playing video games. Um, but yeah, I get like, I just get sweaty. Like it's too, it's, you know what it is? It's too intense for me. Yeah. Not even feelings. It's got, nothing. I don't think it's it competition. Has, yeah. I don't think it has anything to do with anxiety. I don't think it has anything to do with my feelings or anything. I think it's, it's too intense. Yeah. And you know me, I'm not a very competitive person. Mm-hmm. I literally don't care. It's just, yeah. It's too much too much happening at once. But would you say that um multiplayer is still important though in in video games? Would you say that you can make good friends in multiplayer? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I have never been an advocate for like kids talking to strangers online. Yeah. I probably wouldn't let my kid have online multiplayer stuff mm-hmm. for a while. Um but to grow friendships, I think that's great. Like I said, yeah. me and Lane used to play multiplayer stuff all the time together. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I think it's still important. 
Yeah. It's just not for me. <laughs> now, since we're on that topic, let me ask you, what are, what are your opinions about making friends online, interactions with friends? Do you think they're just as real as making, you know, in real life friends? Do you think they can be kind of stronger friendships than in real life? What are you, What is your opinion? I don't know if they'd be stronger, but as an adult mm. who can tell who's being a good person and who's not. Yeah. Um, I think it's fine. And I think they can be real friends like. If we were ever in the same area as Nikki, yeah, I we'd hang out and it'd be fine. Mm-hmm. Like I'd I consider her a friend. Yeah, and same thing with Burst Pastor's wife. Mm-hmm. Never met her in person. I met her strictly online. Yeah, and I consider her a friend. Like I have like we have a couple friends online mm-hmm. that we've never met technically in person. We video chatted them, but I have to follow up with Diane about the Cholula. Yes, you do. But that's what I mean. Like yeah. you and I have a lot of people that we consider friends that we met on Twitter and through podcasting, mm-hmm. but we've never met them in person. Exactly. So I consider them all real friends. Like I know that if we were ever in the area of one of these people mm-hmm. that we'd be hanging out, we'd be having a good time. Exactly. Just like if we were hanging out with Lane or Kevin. And that's the thing that multiplayer games can actually form these kind of friends. In fact, yeah. I made a lot of friends through RuneScape back in the day. <laughs> I made probably like my best friend and I can't even remember his username, but I've made so many friends through RuneScape and I would wait till they're online and we play, um, we would play different quests uh, together. Another defense for online, not that this has anything to do with video games, Mm -hmm. but we grew our friendship online. Yes. We went to school together. We didn't talk to each other in school. MySpace. MySpace. But we grew our friendship on MySpace and then we started dating. And then everyone was like, do you even know each other? Mm -hmm. And we were like, yeah, we know each other great. We just didn't talk in school. Exactly. But so. still talking. Yeah. Yeah. But now uh, I do have one uh, social media answer here. And she does talk about a little bit about the interaction she gets from Mm -hmm. uh, multiplayer. So I only have one. But uh, if you ever feel like you want to answer this question, and uh, you want to be a part of this uh, conversation on Games and Groceries, I will uh, ask you questions on Instagram, Games and Groceries, all one word, or on Twitter, uh, game, uh, at Gaming Groceries. So you can answer questions that I'll have for you. And I do ask, uh, how slash why is multiplayer in games important to you? And so Do we you ha- want me to go get the game while you read that so we know what game it was? Yeah, sure. I'll, uh, I'll read the question. And then I will discuss it and I will buy. Well, it's not going to take me that long. There's like 10 games. Okay. But uh, are you talking about the N64 games? Yeah. Yeah, they're in the living room. Yeah. Okay, you know where they are. But we have at Commander Nikki uh, who says, don't love them, don't hate them. I'm pretty indifferent. Uh, more on the dislike side, though. Uh, most of my online, most of my online depends on other people. And you're usually super lost playing it alone. Uh, also, people are mean and kill you for no reason. Not fun. And I've had the interaction before, Nikki. Freaking hate it. Uh, couch co-op, which is really cool, uh, sadly rarely exists anymore. Now, before I go on to our next uh, answer here, I do agree that I feel like couch co-op is just such a better multiplayer because you're playing with a person you know and you trust and you care about. Sure, when I was a when I was a weed little lad, and people would just kill me in Halo, even though they were my friends. But that's you know, boy, the boys be boys sometimes, you know. <laughs> and uh, then she goes on to say, uh, the only multiplayer game that I actually enjoy is Fall Guys, was which came out in 2020, and even then, it comes to back to relying on others in the team games. 
Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 Online was fun, but I enjoyed the offline stuff more as I do prefer story games more in general. Now, before I discuss that, what is it? It is Wipeout 64. <sighs> I mean, yay. Well, Wipeout is still a great game. Yeah. Uh, the Wipeout series has a really interesting... Um, it does have an interesting history to it. So I, I remember seeing this. We also this. have Mortal Kombat in there. Well, of course. Yeah, I played Mortal Kombat on the N64. Uh, but I was really hoping it was F-Zero. But it is what it is. But uh, there it goes. Wipeout. Yeah, I really enjoyed that game. But that was my older sister's game. Yeah, great multiplayer game. Uh, but yeah, she basically what uh, Nikki is saying is that you know the interactions with other people they can be really mean, toxic. Yeah, yeah I did read it. Yeah, and so I do agree with that. That you can go mm -hmm. online, and it really does depend on the people that you interact oh, yeah. with. And I think multiplayer is important to interact with people, but sometimes those interactions with people make multiplayer less important. Yes, uh, there are some people that just want to show off and just. Oh man, I still remember when I played. Here's the thing Rainbow Six Siege has to be the top game I've gotten the most hate messages on. Yes. Oh my. You get a ton. Yeah, I got, I got all. Every match that I played, I always got hate messages. Uh, very homophobic uh, hate messages, but you know, it is what it is. <laughs> Reported. Anyways, but yeah, like. It just sucked so much. Mm -hmm. And it sucked playing Siege, but I still played it because I played yeah. it with. My friends, because when the game came out, yeah, I was uh, I already moved to Lancaster County, and my Philadelphia friends were over there, so we yeah. always played Siege. Mm -hmm. It was a good way to connect with them, yeah, through it. Playing with strangers on Siege, not suggested. No, no, no. <laughs> like, uh, and I and I did that all the time. I played with strangers, but I always muted my mic because it yeah. was just like, oh. But I feel like multiplayer games feels a lot like making friends as a kid and they just kind of shove you into day camp and it's just like make friends and they're all just like really mean middle schoolers. Yeah. That's what online multiplayer feels like where you can make that one gem of a friend in that group. Yeah. But most of the time it's a bad time. Yeah. Day camp sucked, by the way. Uh, Liz, thoughts? Um, No, I completely agree with what Nikki said. It's not that I love it. It's not that I hate it. Yeah. But I definitely err on the side of dislike. Yeah. Um, like I said, for me personally, mm -hmm. um, multiplayer just give me ang not anxiety, but there's just too much going on. Yeah. It's like sensory overload almost. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I pretty much agreed with everything that she said that it's a hit or miss. Mm -hmm. It's not much. There's not much to add to it. It's like she kind of covered like yeah everything. And I think multiplayer is important for a certain type of gamer. Mm -hmm. Now, like I said, yeah, yeah, mostly this podcast and mostly the people that we bring onto this podcast are single player uh, gamers, right? Yeah. But that's because we enjoy a good story. We enjoy a good narrative. Mm -hmm. um, I did make the last uh, coffee games about narrative games. If you want to check that out, but uh, multiplayer games also brings out the people who don't really care about narrative and they want to compete. Yeah. It's people who <laughs> just want to like show, like kind of like show off their skills, whether they're playing with other people mm -hmm. or playing by themselves, it's still competing and just kind of like getting that adrenaline pumping. Exactly. And it's also just to connect with other people that you can. Yeah. And like I said before, excuse me. And like I said before, 2020 has really cut off limited, mm -hmm. uh, just, decimated in-person interactions yeah so if you have a friend that is in another place and you can't really interact with them 
it's a great way just mm-hmm. to have an activity with that person. Yeah. You can't go out to a pub or you can't, you know, play uh, cops and robbers with your friends <laughs> uh, because you're almost 30 years old. But you can go on a video game and just have an adventure together. Yeah. Right? That's why the concept of even just Skyrim Online, mm-hmm. which is Elder Scrolls Online, which is such a great thing. You could play an Elder Scrolls game yeah. with your friends, which, uh, Kevin, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry I never played with you on Elder Scrolls Online. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, it's a great way just to interact with a friend. Mm-hmm. It's not just uh, being competitive, but it's just that interaction with other people. Yeah. Like I said, with RuneScape, it was just going on quests mm-hmm. with other real life people, not mm-hmm. just an NPC, not just a, a binary code computer. Yeah. But this is an actual person mm-hmm. that you can actually care for. Mm-hmm. But uh, what else do you think? Go- going to closing thoughts here. Closing thoughts, basically. I mean, I don't think anything bad with multiplayer other than just those mean people yeah like that's horrible um i want to bring back more couch co-op yes like that's like nowadays it's like you can't even get it's not even an option Mm -hmm. like it's like we have multiplayer but that really just means online playing yeah it's like can we have things where families can play together though like yeah i understand like playstation and xbox aren't like family consoles like i always consider Nintendo nintendo is the family console everything else is like gamers (laughs) like that's how i always felt big gamer boys that's what i mean like it's more serious gamers for xbox and playstation Mm -hmm. not that nintendo players aren't serious but that's how it always kind of like sectioned in my head like how my brain just kind of separated them all yeah um so like i don't know i just i guess i wish like we had more like of those family type games for xbox and yeah because it can bring a family together too yeah exactly because like even um you had one family that you uh, that you worked with that all of them played Monster Hunter World together. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they do. And they it's, always talked about it. They they yeah. came together as a family and they mm-hmm. they collected items. Yeah, I mean, even when we um, go into the city to do our laundry mm-hmm. every week, oh, there's Pokemon Go families everywhere, like yeah. hordes of like. You can tell the family, it's like there's you got the mom and the dad and the kids, and then you got like uncle, like it's the whole family came after dinner mm-hmm. to the park. Yeah. And it's hilarious. Um, it's just funny to watch them all walk around. I'm like, what's happening? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so like you can bring families together on couch co-op. And like, I just imagine like that'll be fun. Like when we have kids. Yeah. Luckily, we have my old Nintendo systems. Yeah. Um, but it would just it would be nice to have more of those on other consoles and more things like a way out. Yeah. That would be awesome because that was so yeah. cool. I want more of something like that. Uh, Joseph Ferris has has confirmed that he is planning his next game Woo! very similar to uh, A Way Out. Yay! Which I can't remember what it is. I think he did reveal it's Joseph Harris's next game. Like, I think he revealed, like, yeah. what it's about. Because, like, that was, like, really awesome for us because it's not, like, the multiplayer where we're competing because mm-hmm. I just like those. Yeah. Um, And Overcooked just gave me <laughs> anxiety. Yeah. That was too much. That was teamwork. <laughs> that was way too much. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, I'm I I'm fine with multiplayer games. It's just the competitive side of the multiplayer games are not for me, and I don't like talking to strangers. Yeah. So. And I think my real closing thoughts here is that when we're talking about what's more important in video games, especially going to the next generation where story games are starting to phase out, and people like us who love story games mm-hmm. and are big champions <laughs> for story games, 
uh, a lot of us will start to say like, well, multiplayer doesn't matter. Why are we focus on? We really need to focus on story only games. God of War was fantastic. It was just its own game. Blah blah blah. And uh, and I even talked about that in my video. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's the thing is that I think both are equivalents. Yeah. Games are for gamers, right? If, yeah. If you're if you like video games, if you play any kind of video game, guess what? You're a gamer. And I think multiplayer games right they they bring out the competitiveness for some people they they bring out a certain level of games for a certain type of gamer uh some people just want to compete like they're just competitors mm -hmm. and that's where esports games come in that's where mobas come in uh that's that's where games like fall guys even come in uh, people that just want to have fun laugh compete but multiplayer games can also be for building friendships right like i said online uh for elder scrolls online you can go on a quest with somebody. Mm -hmm. You can go out in the world of Tamriel with your friends, and it's uh, amazing. Uh, I do want to get more into that. I don't know. But I even have a friend from work where we're going to be talking about, uh, like, let's play Siege together. So, mm. uh, yeah, I, you know, I talked to them, like, do, do you still, still play Siege? And he's like, oh, man, it's been a long time. Uh, last time I played, there was only, like, you know, 15 characters. So I was like, uh-oh, <laughs> <laughs> you haven't played in a long time, friend. Uh, but yeah, we're going to be probably uh, doing that another time. But nice. it's just a good way just to co um, connect with a friend, especially in yeah. this time where there's nothing else to do with your friends. Mm -hmm. There's nothing open. Yeah. And I'm not trying to say that's a bad thing, but 2020 is horrible. <laughs> and so... <laughs> I just also say it like 2020 is horrible. It, it is. It's horrible. <laughs> and now you can actually have a good interaction with your friends. Or even if you're stuck inside, you can play uh, Wipeout 64 with Maybe your we'll wife. play that tonight. Maybe we will. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? I know, but who knows? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's it's super awesome. But I, I think that multiplayer games have a high importance in video games. I don't think they should ever go away, even though I prefer story games. Mm -hmm. I don't think that multiplayer games should ever be ignored. Yeah. I, I think that they have their place amongst gamers. And I think just as in... If we got rid of story games, we're decimating one level of gamer. Mm -hmm. If we get rid of multiplayer, we're decimating another person of a gamer. Let's all just play video games together, you know, whether it be alone like little introverts or together <laughs> like an extrovert. Um, Why are introverts little? They're not all little. I'm just little. Yeah, but, you know, uh, you know, eh, you know, eh. just close the show. I think I think we did figure out that I'm introverted. No, like you're extroverted with introverted qualities. That, yeah, that's a thing, and I'm and I'm very big, I I'm big boy. But that doesn't mean. Never mind. We're not getting into this. We're not getting into this. No, we're not. Any other closing thoughts? No, I'm good. You're good. I'm good. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, write your thoughts in the comments down below. If you're watching us on uh YouTube, write it in comments down below. Uh, do you think multiplayer games have a high importance in games? Do you just not care? Do you think they can be decimated? Are you wrong? Uh, <laughs> uh leave all your comments down below. And again, you know, definitely click that, click that subscribe button, the notification bell, so you know when all these podcasts come out. And uh, if you're listening to us on the audio version, definitely consider leaving us a review over on Apple Podcasts or on Podchaser. Podchaser is linked down below. Uh, I hope you do consider leaving us a review over there because it does help us out a lot. And uh, yeah, and yeah. Uh, you know, anywhere you want to write to us, you can write to us. Um, you know, I'm at Ace the Grocer on Twitter, and I'm at Journey First. So you can share your thoughts with us on Twitter. Uh, that's why we're all on social media. Interact with us. You know, uh, play with us a little bit. 
Uh, I do apologize that I haven't really been posting on social media lately. I, I looked at our Instagram feed and I'm just like, I have not been on the game with it. But it has been a busy week at my mm -hmm. real job. Uh, my real job. This is a real job, too, even though I don't get paid for it. But uh, yeah, your paying job, my, my, my paying job, my nine to five. Uh, it's just been a busy week. I'm mm -hmm. exhausted, so I don't even think about doing that. So I do apologize. I haven't been really posting that much, but you know, I'll get back to it. Yeah. So, uh, with all that said and done, I think it's time to close out the show. Yeah. But we thank you again for listening to this week's, uh, Games of Groceries episode. Again, we're going to have a guest come on next week. I'm really excited for this one. We're going to be talking about Life is Strange. So look forward to that one. It's going to be a Life is Strange episode again. It's always a good episode when we talk about Life is Strange. Of course. But, uh, we will see you in that one. But we thank you again for trucking along with us this week. Uh, I hope you have a safe week. Please consider wearing your mask for goodness No, don't sake. consider it. Just do it. Just just give it a little thoughtsy through. Uh, wear your mask, dude. Anyways, uh, thanks again for listening. Uh, wear your mask. And just remember to wear your seatbelt. That's that is not you. <laughs> Wrong. Uh, uh, thanks again. All right. Take care. Bye.